Welcome to Relatable Rhetoric. I'm your host, Adrian Robertson, and on this show, I drop you into real-life stories of wifehood, parenthood, and life as a Black woman. Every episode holds a mirror up to women's lives to find ways to avoid burnout. It's a mix of sarcasm, unending topics we can all relate to, and reassuring reminders that women can find their stride. Hey y'all, welcome back. Man, can y'all believe it has been a whole month that we've been rocking and rolling with this podcast? Thank you for coming along and just being a part of this journey. We are now on episode five and even though that is not a lot, I'm still like, wow, you know, I decided that I wanted to do something and figured out how and got started. And that is what this whole podcast is about. It's really about empowering women to find their stride. So whatever it is that is important to you, whatever it is that you want to do, you can do it. Yes, you might be um You might have a full time job and you might be a wife and you might be a mom and you might have a ton of obligations or maybe just extracurricular things that you do that you don't want to let go of. But you still have other aspirations. You don't have to choose. Yes, you might have to prioritize and you might have to use time management to get things done, but you can absolutely do all the things. Okay, so. I hope that in these very few episodes that have dropped, that you have found some inspiration that has helped you find your stride in your life, whatever it is. Um, Even if it was just one small thing, one small takeaway, um, I am happy. (laughs) I am thrilled and looking forward to bringing uh, more inspiration your way. So this week we are talking about gender roles, specifically dropping them specifically canceling them. Can we just never say a gender role? I mean, gender role again. Can we just, please, just, it doesn't exist anymore. It is 2021 and the societal construct that once existed with women not only not working, but not being able to work and not being able to do a lot of the things outside of the home that men were allowed to do is long gone. But sadly, a lot of those ideals and expectations still exist in a lot of ways today, especially with older generations. Uh, I will say that millennials and um, Gen Zers, if you will, are more and more coming around, right? And I would even say that some of the people who are older than the millennial age have begun to come around on these gender roles. There's a lot of women who, um, and when I say come around on gender roles, I mean come around on bucking the gender roles. There's a lot of women who before, well before my age group and my generation have uh, stepped out there and and not only worked, but became bosses, okay? (laughs) Straight up killing the game. Uh, well before my generation. So it is not a new concept, but for whatever reason, gender roles is a concept that society as a whole is is struggling to shake, is struggling to drop. 
you know, even there's a, a statistic and I don't know the exact numbers. Um, it's one that Farnoosh Tarabi, if you listen to her podcast, So Money, if you don't, you should. <laughs> if you want to be financially savvy, absolutely listen to So Money with Farnoosh Tarabi. So on her podcast, it's one of the statistics that she brings up often, which is even though women are becoming more financially independent and breadwinners within their homes. And she actually wrote about a book about this um, as well called When She Makes More that I read is really good. And she also talks about this. But even when women become breadwinners in their homes and they make more, they still continue to do the majority of the housework and the domestic work as it pertains to their family. So the bad there is an imbalance, right? Because you have men who were working and now women are working. And so that's equal, right? 50-50. We're both working, we're both contributing. But when we get inside the home, the man is still like not doing as much. And the women is still doing a lot of the cooking and cleaning and child rearing and the and errands and whatever it takes to run the home. So I wanted to take a moment to encourage you to, whether you are married, in a relationship, have a significant other, a partner, or just single and thinking about one day being in a relationship, I want to encourage you to begin to, if you if you still value in some way the gender role or, or lean toward them, I want to encourage you to bend. I want to encourage you to drop them because what works for you and your partner may not look like a traditional role. Gender aside, it may not look like the families of yesteryear, right? It may not look like the wives of yesteryear. So a little bit of background on me. Um, I like to think that I'm a bit unconventional in my thinking when it comes to gender roles, because for one relationship, you know, my husband and my kids, obviously not like my mom and dad. (laughs) Um, yes. So I am the breadwinner. So that was already just a different dynamic. Right. And it's something that not only did I struggle with because I was like, oh, this is kind of weird. And I have to try to figure out, you know, how we do things where it feels um, fair, you know, and it feels um, like a true partnership. And there were also other people in my family, my husband's family, who, whether they were direct or they inadvertently, you know, indirect, passively, if you will, um, would say things that help that made me see like, oh, okay, you are not comfortable with <laughs> the way we th- we do things in in my home, and it very much still adhering to the traditional gender roles. So that's one thing. The other thing is for four to five ish years. So I have a four-year-old who's going on five. My husband was a stay-at-home dad. So not only was I the breadwinner prior to that, and I'm, you know, the breadwinner now, but for several years, I 
was the only one bringing in income. And my husband did what other people would consider to be very domestic. You know, he stayed at home with our boys because of my, he was home with my youngest. And anything that was related to the baby or to the care of the kids was like picking up the, you know, kids from school, doctor's appointments, dentist appointments, needs for the house. We need, you know, this or that. Can you get that? A lot of it was on him because he was available to do so. I was going into an office. Um, and that's not to say that he did it all, but it was very different. You know, he, he would <laughs> tell me all the time the comments that he would get when he would go into the grocery store in the middle of the day or when he would take the boys to a doctor's appointment and he's like the only male in there. And um, anytime he would just tell someone that he was a stay at home dad, the reactions, you know, the comments he would get. And the same thing for me when I told people, they would be like, oh, really? Wow. You know, you just get these, you, you would be shocked the responses I got during that time period. So um, that kind of really opened my eyes up to, wow, people really are are kind of set in their ways with their thinking. And I'm also, I don't have a problem getting down and dirty and doing what would be considered a man's job. Honey, if I got to cut some hair, I will. And I have. If I got to rake some leaves, I will. And I have. If I got to shovel some snow, I will. And I have. <laughs> what is, look, another manly job. It's, it's kind of funny trying to think through these. Um, if I have to unclog a sink, I will. And I have. And it's, you know, the more you stop thinking of it as, you know, a man's job or a woman's job, the easier it will be, right? It, it's more about who is capable, who is um better equipped. Okay. Who is present at the time. Right. So I just wanted to kind of throw that out just so you know, um, kind of where this is coming from. I, I have been enlightened, <laughs> you know, I've, I've felt for a long time, like, Oh, we live in a progressive society where people are not still thinking in that same way, but I wasn't stepping outside of the mold. So I didn't hear the comments. I wasn't, it wasn't, as a parent to me, you know, my husband would go out throughout the day when he was stay at home dad and not have changing tables to use at restaurants or in the mall or in Walmart or wherever he was, anywhere he went into a men's bathroom, there was no changing table. Or you see the parking, right? That's catered to pregnant women or to new moms, but what about new dads? Have you ever tried to carry the car seat with the child in it? It is so heavy. I think if you are a new parent, mom or dad, you deserve to be closer to the building. (laughs) Uh, But that's just one small example. Um, I was actually so, so during the time that we decided to transition to my my husband being a stay-at-home dad. I was still in grad school. Um, we were kind of playing with the idea. And I actually wrote my final paper on this topic. And there are so many stories. You know, you think it, it might not seem as common 
but there are so many stories from men who who have experienced what it's like to be in a space that is for the most part only have been women and then on the flip side of that the women who are now in spaces that have only been men it's just it's bizarre how common these experiences in this mindset around gender roles how common it is it's crazy so now that you kind of have an understanding of of my impetus the impetus for even <laughs> creating this episode and you understand a little bit more about my family and my my thought process right um i wanted to share just a few pieces of of inspiration some suggestions as you begin to think through what dynamic your family takes on. So the first one is that there are no roles. There are no roles. Like I think there is something wrong with just that term. I'm not confined. I am not bound to a role. I am a mom, which means that I am all things and anything that is required at any given moment, okay, I might be a therapist or I might be um, an engineer. I might be a cook. I might be a maid, you know, for lack of better words. Um, whatever is needed, you know, I might be a friend, you know. The, there is no mom or dad role to parenting because what happens, God forbid, if that other person is not in the picture. Despite your hardest efforts, now it's just you. Are you now going to limit what you offer and provide to the child? And let's just say um, we leave kids out of it and you're just in a relationship. What happens if the thing that you have done forever and ever and ever I don't know. Let's just say it's, it's cooking. I've always been the one to cook. What happens if something happens <laughs> and you're not able to cook anymore? You just going to eat takeout forever or are you going to adjust? Are you, is your spouse going to say, you know what, let me learn to cook? I mean, you really have to consider these things. There are no roles, just partnership. Both parties should pitch in as needed. Because both parties coexist. There is no part of the life that we don't, we can't share in. Number two, gender roles put you in a box. I mean, they really don't allow for growth. They don't allow for you to be well-rounded. Just like I was mentioning, if you are known for A, B, C, and D, and now all of a sudden you got to do E, F, and G, I mean, are you just going to say no? <laughs> are you going to adjust? Are you going to step up to the plate? There was a time, and during the time when my husband became a stay-at-home dad, I, I wanted to spend more time at home with my son. And I spoke more about this in episode one, if you want to hear a little bit more backstory about just the reasoning behind me, um, my husband being a stay-at-home dad. But I went back to work very early and it wasn't by choice. It was it was really um, necessity in the sense that I had a great opportunity at my job 
and my husband had lost his job. So yes, I absolutely wanted to be home with the baby, but it made more sense for our family as a whole for my husband to be home, at least until, you know, he found work. But what's funny is he, we end up liking the dynamic so much that we postponed him going back to work. I was like, this works really, really well for us, really well. And we wouldn't have never known that had we not been willing to step outside the box, right, of what society says we should be doing. You really, and that leads me to my next point, you really have to do what is best for you and your family. You really have to do what is beneficial for you and your partner. If it works well, don't worry about what other people think. Don't worry about what society says you should be doing. I know some great chefs who are men. (laughs) I know that sounds silly, but you know, when you, the more that you talk to couples and you begin to get more insight to what it happens behind closed doors, there, there are some expectations when it comes to the day in and the day out. Sure. This, you know, there's maybe a man who's like, I know how to whip up X, Y, and Z. But is he going to do it on a daily basis? Is he going to do it with, you know, for the family, for the kids, whenever it's needed? Or is, or is it just more of a hobby? So I want to ask, you know, what roles are you forcing yourself into? What roles? Because you do have to also allow yourself to let go of the expectations you have on yourself. You know, my husband wanted to help. He saw in the beginning that I was like burnout mode. I was doing all the things because I felt like that's what I'm supposed to be doing, right? I'm the wife. I'm supposed to do all the things. And he was like, I want to pitch in. I want to help. And he asked about grocery shopping. And I was so uncomfortable with that because I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, you don't know what to get. And and what if you don't, you know, get the right things or you, are you going to look for deals, this and other? I mean, it was like a whole ordeal. But he's like, you know, I might not know initially, but I can learn. And I had to let I had to come around on it to where, you know, I. I started off giving lists and and being real specific. I think at one point I was sending him pictures of the things to get to where now I'll just, you know, I'm just saying, can you pick up X, Y, and Z? And it ain't specific. (laughs) That's not a brand. And you ain't getting no pictures. It's just like, can you grab some toilet paper or whatever? Or can you grab some chicken or whatever? And he'll get it. And I'm okay with, with that. But there was a time where it was like I wasn't loosening up the reins because of what I thought I was supposed to be doing, the expectations I had to uphold. And that is a quick way to burn out, trying to do everything as a woman. And we are super women. Don't get me wrong. We can do a lot, but that doesn't mean that we should. If you have the help, why not? I had to come around on my husband doing laundry because 
you know, he his his methods is different. <laughs> the way he sorts clothes is different. The way he folds is different. And you would think it's a small thing, but when you're so used to doing something for so long, it can feel you can feel like a fish out of water when you have to change it up. So I had to check my own gender roles, my own expectations for myself and for my husband. And what I love is that by doing that, not only am I helping the dynamic of our relationship in our marriage, I'm also helping to shape the mindsets of our children. Because I could definitely see how, you know, my sons when they were younger, and still now sometimes, they 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 quickly pick up on who does what, right? To where they now have an expectation of me, even though they're, you know, itty bitty. And I had to explain to my eight-year-old, no, I'm not. I don't have to do anything. I'm sure you've seen me do some things. First of all, I don't have to. I might choose to because I feel like I'm better at it or I'm, it's going to be quicker if I do it. But it is very important that you learn to do these things. But also, you are a person who takes up space, who, who makes a mess, who lives here. And so you need to put in equally. There is no we, somebody's taking care of you. Because if you start to have that mindset now as a kid that someone's taking care of you and dealing with your, you know, taking care of your messes, the messes that you make and cleaning up after you, then you'll take that right into your relationships. So that's it. Um, I really just wanted to drop that little nugget and, and encourage you to just take a look, you know, just take a look at your relationships, your thought patterns, your expectations that you have for both yourself and your partner with or without kids. Don't let my kid examples, you know, repel you to the point where you're like, this is not for me or this is not about me. No, these were things I was dealing with before kids even came into the picture. (laughs) When my husband and I first got married, I was having to really face this. And I think the more that we become comfortable with the mindset before we even enter into relationships, the more we're able to adjust and adapt when we are in a relationship. So I'm going to end it there and we're going to move on to the segment. Why didn't they tell us? So why didn't they tell us is a fun segment where we pretty much make light of the topic that we just covered. We find the joy in it, the fun in it, and have a little laugh as we head on out. So uh, why didn't they tell us that there were so many layers to relationships? Like, (laughs) as we talk about gender roles, it's so many of them that exist beneath the surface that you really don't see until you get into a relationship. And you've been thinking this way your whole life. It's been, you know, instilled in you. It's been taught to you. It's been preached to you. It's been shown to you on TV and you've read it in books. And no matter how much of a revolutionist 
<laughs> you think you are, if that's a word. How much of a revolutionary you think that you are. Some of these things still exist within your mindset. Why didn't they tell us? Because maybe we could have worked on it. Maybe we could have got started a little earlier, you know, start dealing with some of this stuff and getting rid of some of this stuff. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, why didn't they tell us not to care so much what others think? I think that's a huge part of gender roles in general and a huge part of life is caring what other people think. If it wasn't for what the parents and the grandparents and television and media said about what you're doing or not doing, we wouldn't necessarily move the way that we do. But we're coerced in so many ways through what we see, what we see and what we hear. And that wouldn't even be effective if we didn't care about what other people think. I think the more that you step away from those expectations and stop caring what Joe Schmo thinks about how you live your life, the happier you will be, I will be, we all will be. And then lastly, why didn't they tell us that gender roles even still existed? Like perhaps, like I said, we could have got to the to the point a lot quicker had we even known that they were a thing. No. <laughs> you Like I said, you start to think that you are progressive, right? And you're different and you're millennial and you Gen Z, but then you, you know, you get into a relationship and the truth begins to come out. Or maybe it's not the truth, because that's not to say that it's your preferred way of doing things. It's just what you may have always seen and heard, right? But now you have to challenge that by doing something different. Yeah, I just want to leave you with, you know, don't let other people's discomfort with your life make you uncomfortable. Don't let a family member, a friend, a co-worker, a television show, a podcast, okay, tell you how you should be living, how you should be doing life, how you should be operating in a relationship. Do what's best for you and yours. All right. Well, that is all we've got for this episode. I hope y'all will meet me right back here next Monday on Relatable Rhetoric. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you'll check out other episodes and more importantly, find your stride, sis.